the latest drone updates from the UK CAA. This is the CAA Drone Safety Podcast. Hello, everybody, and welcome to CAA Drone Safety, the new podcast from the Civil Aviation Authority. I'm Jonathan Nicholson from the communications team here at the CAA. We've had previous podcasts primarily around innovation. So now we're introducing this one specifically for drone users, drone safety, everything to do with drones and how we look after them. In this episode, we're covering our recent drone photography competition called uh, Shot on My Drone. Now we've done photo competitions for drones before. This one, uh, slightly different. We wanted to really focus in on safe flying and particularly to make people understand some of the different rules that can apply if you're flying in towns and cities. Obviously, they're much more condensed environments, a lot more people. So some of the rules that are required are a little bit tighter around when you're doing in those particular locations. And that's what we wanted people to understand. So we had a number of categories. We also looked at countryside because we know lots of people like flying their drones in those areas as well and getting some great photography. So photography in countryside, urban, and then we had a Christmas category as well. So it was really successful, over 800 entries, and we're really pleased and and we think everybody enjoyed it who took place and, and entered. Now, Nathan Lovett, also from the communications team, is going to talk to the winners about how they got their photos and all about their drone usage. But first, we're going to hear from our chair, Sir Stephen Hillier, and he's going to introduce the competition for us at the awards event that we held for the winners at the Royal Aeronautical Society at the end of March. We've had some 800 entries and I've been absolutely amazed by the high standards that we have seen. It shows just what can be achieved with this technology. It's also really important for the Civil Aviation Authority to sponsor competitions like this because it helps sponsor uh, responsible drone usage. It helps ensure that drones are properly integrated in our airspace so that we can share that with everyone. That was CAA Chair Sir Stephen Hillier, who's one of four judges for this competition. Another was Anna Henley, an award-winning professional photographer and drone user. There were a huge number of really, really good pictures, and I thought a lot of them, oh, I'd like to have taken that, which I guess is a good sign of quality pictures. A lot of pictures, I didn't know where they were from, so I found myself Googling some spectacular bridges in Wales, springs to mind. Yeah, really lovely pictures. The judges chose winners for four categories, urban night, urban day, countryside, and Christmas, with a fifth winner chosen by employees at Nats, the main air traffic control provider in the UK. You can find a link to all the winning photos in the episode notes. You'll hear the winners announced by CAA Chair Sir Stephen Hillier, followed by the winners sharing the stories behind each image. It's now the big reveal. So firstly, in the countryside category, the winner is Glen Cairns with a picture of the Glen Finnan Viaduct. It's the Glenfinn Viaduct, otherwise known as the famous Harry Potter Bridge, um, I've seen in many of the movies. It was taken on a, a summer's day, and you can see the train going past, uh, going on the viaduct with the lock in the background. Um, yeah, it's a lovely day, and you see the steam coming from the train as well. Yeah, it's a, it's a lovely image. I never thought it would uh, <laughs> ever win a competition, but here we are now. <laughs> Glenn Cairn says he originally just took a photo with the viaduct but his friends encouraged him to wait for two hours so that he could capture the train crossing over. You know what? I think the worst thing is waiting (laughs) because you only really get one shot of these sort of photos. So I'm not going to (laughs) lie, I'm getting a little bit stressed at this point because I'm thinking you really only have one shot at this. So 
making sure the battery's fine, making sure the lens is clean. It was the DJI Mini 2, just for interest in that. Um, so I, I was getting ready five minutes before the train was due to come. And I got it up just about five minutes before and it just so happened it came four minutes early <laughs> so um as it was going the funny thing is thinking back i didn't actually have a lot of time to compose the shot so i'm really lucky the way it came out because the drone where it was was literally where i started to see the train and hear it and then i just got the photo and it was one of those when i got the photo and i saw it going past i thought i can't believe i just got that photo <laughs> i'm really chuffed with it Consider I wouldn't class myself as a photographer as well. So yeah, there you go. In the Urban Day category, the winner is Andy Betts with lorries, lots of lorries. It was taken just before Christmas a couple of years ago down at Manson Airport when the lorries were parked up uh, waiting to get out back to mainland Europe. I think there were four and a half thousand lorries parked up and um, I'm a fan of symmetry and I thought this has got a chance of getting some really nice pictures. So um, my family are originally from the area so I drove down, actually had my kids with me at the time. We parked up and um, took the opportunity to take the pictures. And it took a little bit of time just to get it perfectly lined up so that everything was parallel and all the, the rules were there and done but I'm very, very pleased with the picture how it came out. In the Urban Night category, the winner is Andy Wells with Roundabout. It was shot at, uh, over a roundabout, which is just outside uh, the restaurant that I work in, which is Miller and Carter and Paul. It was actually shot back in 2018 on a, a December evening at nine o'clock. I used a DJI Phantom 4 Pro, which I took off from the backyard of the restaurant, flew up to 400 feet, centralised over the middle of the roundabout and took a, a four or several, but this one particularly was a, a four-second exposure at f2.8. Andy Wells says it took a few tries to capture the image that he wanted. Obviously, when you're doing a log exposure on a drone, it's not the steadiest of things. Normally, you want to be using a tripod, but uh, yeah, once it's steady down, uh, fired off a few shots and, and that was the best one. It was what uh, what I was looking for. I've been into my photography, I guess, since about 2012, specifically nighttime and long exposure photography. And having the drone just enables me to get a different take on it and see it from an angle that, that you wouldn't normally see things from. And the winner in the Christmas category is Steve Banner with Christmas Express. I was really surprised. I um, I clicked on the link for the, the, the competition and I thought, oh, here's a category, Christmas. I thought, what pictures I've got for Christmas? Oh, this was December, yeah. And then I just bobbed in and here we are now, which is amazing. Steve Banner says his winning photo wasn't something that he planned in advance. What the image is showing is a, an express train travelling through on a very snowy tracks when normally the railways don't seem to be running. But this was around Christmas time and I was actually filming a, a church and I heard the train coming. So I spun my drone around to face the other way to catch the, the train disappearing. So, But the image actually shows the train and the viewer sees the train as though it's coming towards you. But in fact, it's the back of the train you can see. But with it being a photograph, everyone interprets it in a different way. 
but it is a train on snowy tracks in uh, the local village where I used to live. The drone I was using was a DJI Phantom Pro. This was my second drone that I'd had. I was still new into drones. This photograph was taken back in December 2017. As I said earlier, the drone photograph wasn't planned. I was actually photographing a church and all the gravestones covered in thick snow. So it wasn't until I heard the the train coming and I spun my drone around in the air and it was literally a quick grab shot no chance to change settings it was just a grab shot and it worked really well and to be honest my church photographs weren't that good so I had a decent photograph to take home that day I had a look at the EXIF data on the photograph and it's uh, 1100 for a second f2.8 ISO 100 with it being a white clear day with the snow it enhanced the light so I could shoot at a faster shutter speed than I probably would have normally done without the snow being there. So it has actually froze the train in a, a better situation, especially with it going away from where we were actually filming. So as mentioned earlier, the next category winner was selected by employees at Nats. They chose Matt Hoyland's image called Autumn Thunder Rolling In. Well, my image capture is taken uh, just above the Gwyneth Shore facing southwest looking towards the Menai Bridge and the Menai Strait. It was late last September, just the sun's going down uh, and it was on a day when we had thunderstorms coming in in the evening and the thunderclouds are on the horizon and there's rain falling in the far distance. The light is behind the clouds so it's all purple and blue behind the clouds and yellow and kind of couldn't have timed it better really. My drone is a DJI Mavic 2 Pro and it's basically the same as it comes out of the factory apart from it's got a, a Polar Pro variable ND filter on the front which I didn't use for this particular photograph because that's only really useful for when the sun's actually quite bright in the middle of the day and don't really take a lot of photographs during the middle of the day because like most photographs things look better at dusk or in the morning. So Really, it's just a stock DJI Mavic 2 Pro. And this was photographed at approximately, I'd say, 290 feet in the air above a field looking southwest, yeah. And it's a composite of 21 separate images stitched together. So it's not just one picture. The drone rotates left to right, takes panoramic, and then I stitch them together afterwards and colorize it. Matt says there wasn't much time to capture this image. I was in my back garden because and I, and I, it's not too far from my house and I could see these thunderheads um, above the trees. And I thought, those look interesting. So the only challenge I had was getting up there and getting over to the field in time before the rain arrived because obviously it's, it was incoming and you can't fly in the rain. It's not good to. And then after I got the image, the only difficulty then is actually getting them to stitch together because sometimes images can be too dark and there are technical problems. It's like, like a jigsaw really sometimes, but sometimes it comes together and this image came together. So once I actually had the thing in the can, it was just a question of uh, making it look how it's supposed to look. Big shout out to everyone who works for Nats for voting for me. Thank you very much. I'm super honoured. So with the category winners now announced, it was now time to reveal the overall winner for the competition. From the four main categories, we have clearly chosen an overall uh, image to be the CAA's shot on my drone winner. And I'm pleased to announce that the winner is Andy Wells with Roundabout. It feels a little bit surreal. I'd kind of forgotten this I'd entered. And then when I got the email through saying I've been shortlisted, I was thrilled. And then obviously to find out that I'd won it, uh, yeah, over the moon. So it kind of makes me want to go out and shoot some more. You're listening to the CAA Drone Safety Podcast. Next, we asked people to share some of the things that they do to ensure their drone flights are safe starting with one of the competition judges, Anna Henley. 
It's really important that we stick to the rules, that we're not infringing on airspace. We might be um, endangering the public, endangering proper pilots, whose livelihood it is to fly aircraft with lots of people on board. We have apps that we know where we are allowed to fly, and there are local bylaws that we need to follow. Now here's the overall competition winner, Andy Wells. I do keep up to speed with the drone code. I do have an operator ID. I do have a flyer ID. Both my drones are registered and always very conscious about flying within that drone code and what is legal and what isn't. I'll always make sure that the drone and the remote software is up to date with the latest firmware to make sure that it's all syncing properly with each other. I'll take the drone off initially, make sure that everything is working on it, there's no issues, it's responding as I would expect to, that the signal that I'm getting back from the drone's camera is clear and not dropping out. And then obviously just make sure I'm aware of, of any obstacles that may be around, any hazards. Obviously, don't be flying in any flight paths, that would be a little silly. And yeah, other than that, making sure there's, there's no people around, nothing that can possibly go wrong. Making sure you do your due diligence before you take off. It's something I've always been aware of and very conscious of. And when I do fly, I get the shot in mind. I get up, I get the shot, and I get back down again. Countryside category winner Glenn Cairns uses drones for his work as the videographer for Aberdeen Football Club. I've been flying the drone, I mean, from this time last year till today, I looked at my my. Uh, logs and I've flown 63 hours in a year so a lot of it is is the weather it's where you are it's whether there's going to be people there it's the batteries it's everything um, SD cards your propellers and there's so much that comes into it it's so much easier to buy a drone these days and anyone can fly it it's just know what you're doing first because I mean they're dangerous if, if you don't fly it right you know what I mean Here's the winner of the Christmas category Steve Banner the beauty of the drone that I've got, uh, the DJI Mavic Mini, it's it's got all the geofencing on there, so I feel it's a, a safe product for me to use. And obviously all the settings are set below 120 metres, and I never fly it that far anyway, mainly for the fear of losing the thing, because I mean, really tiny things anyway, aren't they? So uh, for me, it's not a, a thing where I fly it miles away, it's just literally just in front of me, really. For me, it's like a, a camera on a bigger tripod, really. Matt Hoyland, who won the Nats category, says planning is a key part of his work. Fail to prepare, prepare to fail. So if you're going to, if you, you need to plan everything. If you're flying things in the air, you have to be aware of everything. I mean, around our location here, we've got two helicopters which operate at very low levels, can operate at any level, which are the, the air ambulance and the air sea rescue. There's RAF Valley, which has got all kinds of aircraft flying around, high-speed jets and helicopters and all kinds of stuff. So around these parts, I mean, I've only done a few paid jobs around here. And what I mean, I was in um, the, the Conway Valley in October. Before I did anything, I asked the lady whose property it was, do you still have low-level flights from uh, the RAF? And she said, not really. Now, I was under, I would say I was about 110 feet above a lake that they had. And I'd only been there for about five minutes. And sure enough, I heard the sound of a jet engine and it came in really low. Now, I was nowhere near it, but I could have been higher. And it was under 400 feet that. Um, but so there was no near miss there. But it's things like that, that you have to be careful of. So after doing my A2C of C, which thoroughly got it into my head that you have to, you've got to be so critically aware of other aircraft in the airspace i'm always 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 listening out for this, the helicopters and the jets and everything before i go anywhere or before i even take off to make sure 
There's no light aircraft. There's nothing in the airspace. So for me, if I'm out taking pictures, I'm limiting the amount of time I'm actually in the air because I'm not standing there flying this thing around aimlessly. I know where I want to go. I know where I need to be to take that picture and then get back and land to limit the exposure of my drone to the airspace, to limit the chances of anything happening. Now, we also ask people for their tips on how to take pictures with drones. So once again, here's competition judge, Anna Henley. To me, a drone photograph is the same as any photograph. You've got to have a focal point. What is the point of your photograph? Is it nicely composed? Has it got nice colour saturation? Is it printed properly? You can't just take a photograph, a digital photograph these days and, and think you're not going to process it because you can always enhance any photograph like we used to do with hand printing. Yeah, just, just take your time over it. And probably go back as well. There's a lot of pictures I see and I think the nice pictures, they'd be so much better if you're local and you can go back, you can choose your weather and you can maybe choose a slightly different vantage point. Here's Andy Betts, who won the Urban Day category. The first thing you need to be as a photographer, uh, a drone is a flying camera. You need to learn how to take a photo. Once you've learned how to take a photo, learn how to fly a drone. If you've got the photo skills, you're going to take the most amazing pictures. Drones will give you a perspective that you will never get elsewhere. They'll put you in places you'll never be and you'll get mind-bendingly good stuff. But make sure you can take a picture. We also spoke with Mark Boyt, who's Chief Executive Officer of the Drone Safe Register. I think the most interesting drone shots is when someone actually takes the effort to go and take the drone shot. You know, we can all go down the beach and just take a picture of someone on a surfboard. Um, someone getting up, you know, at um, golden hour, for instance, setting the alarm for 3.30 and getting out to location for 4.30 and waiting for that perfect moment with the sun. Um, that's, to me, what makes the perfect drone shot. Someone that's taken the effort, time and trouble to even research the area, research even where the sun is, um, and then obviously capture the shot. So that, 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 that's, that's what it is to me. So huge congratulations to all the winners and thank you to everyone who entered. I'm going to leave the final words to Mark Worry, who is the RPAS Oversight and Safety Manager at the CAA. It was lovely to see the level of engagement we had. You know, to have over 800 entries for something like this uh, was really quite spectacular and really made us smile that, that there was that number of people who wanted to get involved. And in terms of the quality of the entries as well, well, I, I was very jealous of most of them because I don't have a creative bone in my body. But it just goes to show that drones as they are right now are just another form of aviation and it's what you do with them that counts. So to see the sort of creative things and the creative ideas that people were coming out with uh, it was absolutely brilliant. I was really happy to see it. If you can think of a way to use your drone and things you can do with it that doesn't cause any harm and doesn't present risk to other people, we will be all for it. And it is an emergent technology. Right now, there are people out there who are thinking about things they can do with their drones that I simply wouldn't have had any chance of thinking about. I'll have no idea that these things are even possible. And we want to enable those. We want people to do innovative, crazy, fun, enjoyable things that produce absolutely spectacular results, but our job is to protect the public. So we're not there to stop people, we're not there to try and put, put blockers in place or anything like that, and fundamentally, if I could say anything to people who are out there thinking about flying right now, just think, am I being safe? Can I make sure I can do this safely? And if so, you are almost certainly on the right sort of track. So thank you to Nathan for that report from the uh, the drone event there and everyone who was involved in our photo competition, everybody who entered, we had some really amazing entries there. And if you want to have a look at them, you can see them online on our website and check them out. Thank you for listening. Remember to look out for our podcasts in all the usual places for Apple and Android. 
If you'd like to feedback to us with suggestions of things you'd like to cover in the podcasts, then the email for this one is dronepodcast at caa.co.uk. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time.